25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, off and running with you here in hour number two of the show on this Wednesday. Wednesday being hump day, why not start hour two the way we started hour one, huh? Why not? Hump day! Hope your Wednesday's off to a great start. Lots of texts to get to still from Hour 1, but you can get them in here now for Hour 2 on the Country Pleasing text line, 601-885-ESPN. 885-ESPN, text me. Give me a call on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. Love to hear your voice today. So uh, hit us up. And also, everybody, hello to you if you're watching on the Facebook live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Everybody watching on Periscope, Twitter, hey to y'all. Hey! All right, and so backtracking to hour number one real quick, I mentioned the, uh, I have always looked at the, the K-Zone on these baseball broadcasts, they put the little square box over the strike zone. I've always looked at that as something to complain about, something I hate. Get off my lawn. I don't like it. You know, that sort of thing. Back in my day, you get it. Nick, I got to agree with you. Nick on the Country Pleasing text line says, All that box is good for is giving somebody who's never picked up a rosin bag a reason to complain about a call. <laughs> I just don't need it. It's in the way, man. Get it out of there. That's the way I've always looked at it. It's been refreshing to be able to go back and watch these classic games on the Major League Baseball Network. I'll say it again. I said it recently that the MLB Network, the Major League Baseball Network, does the best job of all these networks at filling the gaps during this shutdown, the quarantine, the shelter in place, and the no sports, they are doing the best job of giving us stuff we really don't mind watching. The classic games that they pull from and all that kind of stuff are across all these different um, generations. Maybe it's because the baseball movies they have at their disposal are so much better. Right? Like, if you think about the NBA network, like what are they going to show as far as a movie? What, Space Jam? That's, I mean, what else? We got all these baseball movies that are great movies, you know, so they have maybe more material, but they are doing the best job. And I've actually enjoyed when they show me the old baseball games. Like last night was a game from 88. Several weeks ago, I watched one from 78. 
And yeah, I mean, you know, you watch one from 78, it's non-HD, and they don't have the score on the screen the whole time and all that, but it's interesting to watch. And one thing that does jump out, I talked about this with John Cohen when he was on the show uh, two weeks ago. They show you a game, even last night, watching a game from 1988, it is striking how much faster the game actually moved then and flowed then as compared to now. It is amazing all the stuff that has slowed baseball down now. I mean, we're not watching it. Okay, it's, we don't have it. but And I'd be happy to have it back, a four-hour game. Bring it back for Pete's sake. I get it. But you can watch an old game and see what we need. Pitchers take less time. Hitters take less time. Get in a box, throw a pitch, hit it, move on, swing and miss, on to the next one. It's just it was a lot faster back then. And it was better. It was better TV product back then. And maybe that's why watching the old games is a little more enjoyable. Just the way I see it. Nick, appreciate your your text. There's been several texts today about wrestling, too. And I apologize to everyone who really would like to get into a wrestling conversation. Maybe y'all could direct your questions and comments and things towards Beaver. Beaver's a big wrestling fan. Knows about it understands it. I, I really don't. Uh, happy to read your text, though. Zach says, speaking of TV shows, Dark Side of the Ring is really good. It's different. True stories of wrestlers like the Chris Benoit story. Dark Side of the Ring. Is it a documentary, Zach? Like on Netflix or something? In regards to going to the SEC sporting event without a vaccine for this deal, T-Mite says he would. He goes, you dang skippy, I would. Jason in Flagstaff says, taped or not, WWE is still doing a show. That's right. They're putting it out there. And I'll say it again, Jason. Again, very little familiarity on a lot of that stuff for me, but a while back, I, I, I stumbled across like the official WWE YouTube channel and the content that they put out in the way they put out and the amount of it, they are absolute marketing geniuses. Now, they have plenty of money, but they are marketing geniuses in that that whole genre. They really are. And I guess that's probably what it all goes back to. Now, Micah, listening in Texas, disagrees with me on the baseball thing in the box on my screen. He says, I disagree on your baseball opinion because pitcher arms have to be in shape. And that normally, oh, this is about something else. Okay. He says, I said college football, football in general, different than baseball. It's different than basketball. I said, with a little bit of time, you know, you can run out there and play baseball. But with what football players are going through, they it's it's almost not safe if you don't have the right amount of lead up in training, especially as big and fast as everybody has gotten. Micah says, I disagree on your baseball opinion because pitcher arms have to be in shape, and that normally takes a month or so. Okay, but you're not disagreeing with me, Micah, though, because we're on the same page. Let's think about this. Here's my point. Here's what I said about college football. 
Hey, and speaking of YouTube, look up. I did a video about this. It's on my YouTube channel right now. It's youtube.com slash Matt Wyatt Media. Okay, there's a one right there, the most recent one. Minimum, I think football, college football, they need to get back and be in a strength and conditioning program with their teammates and strength and conditioning staff for a minimum of three weeks. We're talking weight room and running and stretching. They need that for a minimum of three weeks before they begin practice. But if I say minimum of three weeks, well, then I might be saying four weeks is the right amount a month before they begin practice. Because, see, then they need a minimum of three weeks and probably a full month, four weeks of practice to be ready to play the games. Micah. And so what does that mean? I'm I'm talking about a two-month run-up to actually playing games. You go, well, why? Okay, let me explain real quick. The strength and conditioning part of it that they need to go through before they start practicing is what prepares them for practice so they won't get hurt constantly in practice. It prepares them to go through practice. Football's different. Then the practice Hitting, blocking, tackling, all that goes along with that. That prepares them to play the games so that there won't be a rash of injuries. Football is different. That's what I said. I said, it's not like baseball where you could take a little while, kind of get ready to go and go play games. You said in your text, it normally takes a month or so for pitchers' arms to be ready. Right. Give them a minimum of three weeks, and they can go play baseball. And there's no physical contact. Now, they're going to pull hamstrings. That happens anyway. But run, throw, will they play at the same level? No. But they can go play, and it'll be fun to watch. It'll be interesting, and it will be safe. The thing about football is you can't go have three weeks of OTAs and then start playing games. Guess what? It's not safe. It's a matter of safety. That's why football is different. All right. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. 995-1059. Zach on the phone. What's up, Zach? Uh Uh-oh. Hang on. Hey, Zach. You there? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? Talk to me. Hey, I was calling in regards to my my text I sent you about Dark Side of the Ring. Yes, it's uh it's not on Netflix. It's it's on a TV channel, um, DYI or Destination America. You can Google it and it'll uh it'll tell you exactly what channel. But it's a it's a bunch of different shows about diff- different wrestlers like that. A two part series about the uh, the whole incident with Chris Benoit, but they started when he was. A young wrestler right out of college. Okay. Um, and, uh, but in terms of, all right, so tell me again, Zach, where do I go to see it? Yeah, I, don't, I think it's Destination America or okay. DYI. It's a regular regular station, but you can Google it and it'll tell you what channel, but, uh, okay. Or it's on, uh, you might, it might be on Netflix. Yeah, okay. But all right. They, well, I appreciate it's a very it. Very good show. Yeah, yes, I appreciate sir. it. 
Yeah, see then uh, the All name right. of it again. I want to look at it here. Zach texted me a while ago. He said the name of it is Dark Side of the Ring. He said it's a really good um, documentary, different true stories of wrestlers like Chris Benoit. That'd be really interesting, for, especially for somebody who is in that, into that. Any type of backstory stuff you didn't know, that's, that's, um, that's always interesting. Okay, and I appreciate the heads up. We were also, um, and Bully Bill on the Country Pleasing text line has seen it, and he, he also gives it two thumbs up. He says, Dark Side is so great. Okay, appreciate the heads up on that. We're looking for stuff to watch that's interesting. Some of us need all the help we can get right now, right? No doubt. Hey, uh, here's a story I wanted to pass along. This is from USA Today. They published this yesterday afternoon. The headline says, Major public college football programs could lose billions in revenue if no season is played. Now, remember what we talked about yesterday? Wondering if certain things were maybe sort of the first shoe to drop. What did we see yesterday? We had stories. University of Cincinnati is dropping men's soccer. Is that the first shoe to drop? Well, on the same day, we had a story. The AD, the football coach, and the basketball coach at Washington State University are taking pay cuts. Some more shoes are dropping. And as this can shutdown continues and people are preparing, a lot of it is not about reacting. A lot of it is trying to be proactive in seeing what's coming. Major public college football programs could lose billions of dollars of revenue in revenue if no season is played. Um, what are the numbers? At stake, the story says. billion in fiscal year revenue. And that's just at the 50 uh, public schools, or a little more than 50 public schools that are in the Power Five conferences. That's an average. Average, that's all it is, average, $78 million per school. That, is more than 60% of their combined operating revenues from this past year. 60% being what? A big old fat majority of their of their revenues. So, what does it tell you? All of that is why Schools, they're looking at everything. Keep in mind, the leaders have never been through anything like this. They don't know. It's a day-by-day, but they are looking at every option possible to play a full 12-game season. Regardless of which months they play it in. That's why. Here's a quote for you. Who's this here? Dan Rasher, University of San Francisco sport management professor. And everybody in the South goes, San Francisco, huh? Okay, well, let's just 
take it for what it's worth here. He said, the question is whether they will get the same revenues for the games. Okay, so if you, that's exactly right, right? If you're looking ahead at this going, well, they're looking for every way possible to play a full 12-game regular season because the revenue is so important. Football making the money for everything at these schools. And if they don't have that, it's big trouble time. It's cuts, cutting sports, firing people, you know, that whole deal. So it's somehow someone got to play 12 games. But here's the big unknown. How do you plan for that? Because what percentage of people, just like my Twitter poll from earlier, 1,300 votes in less than two hours and 75% of the people who voted on it said, yeah, I'd go to an SEC sporting event without a vaccine. But that's 75%. See, it used to be 100% of people would go without a vaccine because they didn't have to worry about it. So the question is now, even if they play the 12-game season, if it's in a time that's sort of in between where it's kind of okay to do it, but maybe the vaccine isn't full-blown yet, you know, all those different questions, are they still going to make the same revenue on having those 12 games, seven of them at home, and with and with television stuff and all that? So... I think the unknowns go so far that it's hard to kind of wrap your head around it. One thing I do know for sure is they are scrambling. Athletics departments would have expense savings in an array of areas to specific uh, to football. The cost of staging the games, paying guarantees, travel, meals, snacks, equipment, medical services, bonuses to coaches. Some of them are taking pay cuts. If there's no football season, at least in the fall, it's likely there would not be any other sports. Okay, so operational costs on football, but other sports would be saved. So there's an offset. The net outcome works out to a loss of more than $3.3 billion across all these public schools. You don't play football. Okay, so... You know, you look at this and you hear stories about, well, they may play 12 football games in the spring. And you go, what? Huh? So we're going to have basketball, baseball, and football going on all at the same time? Really? Well, now you, I mean, those numbers give you a little bit of insight into why they're looking at every single solitary possible option. It's all about business. That's what it is. I just wanted to pass that along. File it away. Make sure you're aware. All right. Uh, Miko on the Country Pleasing text line says, any updates you can share on Mississippi State football recruiting? Well, Miko, the updates have been few and far between because there's been no contact going on. You know, and so other than what I see on Twitter, I don't have any updates. Squirrel on the country pleasing text line. He says, I agree, Matt. Watching half naked men grabbing on each other never appealed to me either. <laughs> Talking about wrestling. He said, never saw what the big deal was. I don't know. I mean, everybody's different. I always was super jealous of my friends who could really get into it. 
and and really enjoy it and the entertainment of it and go and see. I was always kind of jealous of that because they they had such a good time with it and all that. And I never could pull away from my eyes. Okay, the veil of choreography. Even at a young age, when I would try to watch wrestling, I would go, I mean, big, huge, strong muscles and jumping off the top rope. I, it's, I get it. It's hard to do, but like they practiced it. I mean, they, there's no contest in this. They know what's going to happen. I, yet I can turn on a football game and we don't know the outcome. I, you know, I just never could get past it. And it was like a mental block for me. And it kept me from being able to really enjoy wrestling like my friends did. Bulldog Wes, country pleasing text line says the revenue generated from college sports, mainly college football really could be considered essential to a lot of people, even though the sport of football really isn't essential in the big picture of things. Now you're t- <laughs> now you are like, it's not splitting hairs, but it's peeling back the onion. All right. Like how do we decide what is and isn't essential? Is it essential to life? Okay. Essential to life and death, right? That'd be food, you know, the medical industry. I mean, we kind of get that, but essential to what else, right? Essential to livelihoods, to futures, to retirements, (laughs) to mortgages, to insurance payments and premiums. Well, yeah. Football is awful essential to a lot of people for that, isn't it? Uh, I'll start off with Bradley's phone call next when we come back on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Y'all stick around. Back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Bradley, hanging on for a while now on the Divinity Equipment phone. I appreciate that, Bradley. What's up? Not much. How are you doing today, Matt? Just right. Thanks for calling. Uh, well, I was calling because uh, College Baseball Nation are on Twitter. College Baseball Nation. They uh, they asked shortly after a baseball season got suspended. You know, what do you who do you think has the best college baseball stadium in the nation? And they got a ton of responses. So they tried to decide to turn it into a bracket challenge, uh, and it got down to the absolute final between us and Ole Miss actually. Uh, and it starts later on this afternoon and it'll run for 24 hours. But it's a poll question basically on their on their Twitter feed. Mm. You just sit there and select one or the other. Um, but yeah, I was just calling. To they let everyone know about it and, you know, hopefully get some more people to vote for uh, state and or, I guess, Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And um, what's the name? I saw that yesterday, and when I saw that state and Ole Miss were going to be the two in the finals for the voting, I retweeted it with a link to a video I did last year about college baseball in Mississippi and all that. But for people listening, and I can't remember off the top of my head, Bradley, what's the Twitter account again that's doing it? College Baseball Nation. 
Okay, College Baseball Nation. Very cool. All right, well, those listening, if y'all want to go vote, you can. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thank you, Bradley. All right, so College Baseball Nation is doing a poll. I'm going to look it up. See if I can see. So he's saying that... He's saying that they're going to do the tomorrow. They're all gone, and, and I let him go. He All right. He said they're going to do the poll tomorrow. Let's see. College Baseball Nation. I'm looking at it right now on Twitter. College Baseball Nation. It is saying that they say they're out of Omaha. <laughs> yeah. They do have a, a website. They're saying... Their locations, Omaha. That that might just be one of those. They put that on there because they're a college baseball deal. They have 12,000 Twitter followers. Yeah, the final 20 minutes ago, they pinned it on their deal there 20 minutes ago. The finals of College Baseball Nation's best stadium tournament start now. And that was 20 minutes ago. And right now it's pretty neck and neck. There you go. All right, so you can check the. Hey, uh, speaking of polls, let's check in on the one I did before the show. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter, and I put this out there. The poll was, would you attend an SEC sporting event without the existence of a COVID-19 vaccine? And now we're up over 1,500 votes in that unscientific small cross-section Twitter poll and 75% say yes. They would attend an SEC sporting event without the existence of a COVID-19 vaccine. Lots of comments under that too and, and, and opinions have have popped up. Kent commented on Twitter and said, I don't take a flu shot. And very seriously doubt I would take this either. The flu has been killing people for years and nobody seems to remember any of that. Now people who are immune suppressed, well, that's a different story, but they have to practice this for flu too. Uh, Somebody commented and said vaccines don't prevent the flu. John commented and said, I'd watch an Ivy League lacrosse game in person right now. (laughs) So we kind of get the point right there. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN is reporting that the Cleveland Browns are going back to their original uniform combination, pretty much. Now, they're going to keep the one where they're like all brown, but they're going back to the originals where they have, you know, the stripes on the shoulders, the regular numbers on their jerseys, going to keep the hell, going to have the classic Cleveland Browns look, and that'll be their uniforms going forward. Hallelujah. Next up, Miami Dolphins. Y'all need to be going back to what you know looks best, and that's the ones you used to wear. This crap you're wearing now, bad idea. I don't mind you trying it. Hats off for having the guts to try something new. But now have the guts to admit you blew it. (laughs) And you just need to go back to what you were. (laughs) Have the guts to do that. All right, uh, country please and text line, 885-ESPN, Bulldog West. Talking about college football, the revenue generated. He said, 
that it, college football, drives our economy almost as much as the housing market does. How about that? Let's just say right here, BB. BB is a, he's always a little mad about something, always seems like. He texted us here on the Country Pleasing Text, and he says, Arkansas and state fans are trying to vote Swayze out of this poll. And then he called him. Now, I can't read that, BB. He called him a bunch of names. He is mad. This man is mad about something. Sure is. He's just always mad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a lot of mad people right now. We're mad. We have to stay inside. Can't go where we want to go. Having to watch games from 1988. People are mad at Roger Goodell. Do y'all know that? People are still mad at Roger Goodell. Going to be mad at him when he have the draft. Yep. Story for you. Come on, this can't be right. This can't be right. Yeah, it is. Fans did it. Okay, it's a real story. So fans are tweeting out and putting out information about where Roger Goodell's house is, where he actually lives. Because he lives in New York, Bronxville, New York, okay? And the information has gotten out there that in this upcoming NFL draft that they're all going to do it remotely, Roger Goodell is kind of originating and running this draft from his basement in his home. Now, let me just go ahead and tell you, I've seen a picture of his house here. Uh, his basement ain't like yours, okay? Neither is his house. They can call it a basement all they want to, but the, the, the normal dark, dank, smelly basement connotation, pretty sure that does not qualify with this thing. This man lives in a mansion. All right? Let's get it straight. Anyway, that's where he's going to do it. Word got out. Everybody knows that's what he's going to do. So fans have begun to identify where his house is. They put pictures of his house out on Twitter and said, let's go here and just boo him anyway. <laughs> you know, every year when they have the NFL draft, one of the pastimes is every time Goodell walks out onto the stage to begin the draft, welcome to the 2019 NFL draft in Nashville. Boo! They boo him. It's part of the deal. Booing the commissioner prior to the first pick a staple of the draft every year, decades worth. So a lot of fans on social media are proposing to show up to his house on the day of the draft and boo him from outside. Some fans have even gone so far as to share his actual home address. Social media sites have been eliminating that as best they can. Some responsible websites that are covering this story are eliminating the publishing of his address. Good for them. That doesn't mean they can't show the picture, though, of the tweet where some random fan is responding to Adam Schefter saying, hey, here's a picture of Roger Goodell's house. I mean, there it is. He's got like a brick driveway leading up to his mansion. This place is nice. 
the thing I don't understand though is so are they going to practice social distancing? Are hundreds of fans going to go out there and boo, but they're all going to be six feet apart? <laughs> and is six feet still the safe distance, right? Because I saw a story the other day that said coronavirus can travel on people's shoes for like 13 feet. I'm just really confused about the whole thing, about how it's transmitted and how close you should or shouldn't be. I really am confused about it. Beaver, let me ask you a question. The people that you see in your life, in your normal routine, and as you drive up and down the road, and out and about as, as, as you very, in a limited basis are, but are they social distancing? Are people actually staying away from each other? You know, I haven't actually seen people out. Mm-hmm. I just see cars on the road. Right. Okay. Um, so I guess in my little, little bit of driving each day, I guess they are, but I only travel, you know, 13 miles to work and 13 miles yeah. back. Yeah. Right. But those people are doing okay, I guess, in those okay. thir- in that 13 miles. Yeah. I will say this before the governor issued that shelter in place deal, I will say that even then they were supposed to be social distancing, but like places were just full of people. And then that really changed, obviously, whenever the governor put his deal out there. Okay. A little ways to go with you. We'll wrap it up next here in the Farm Bureau studio on this Wednesday. Hump day. Thanks for tuning in wherever you're listening, however you're listening. We still have a little ways to go, though. I'm going to get to your texts and your phone calls next. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Time to wrap it up with you on this Wednesday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired at C Spire. Check them out, cspire.com. Joining me now in the studio, the aforementioned Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. A round of applause for the homecoming queen. Here she is. Oh, thanks. Nice. All right. So we, um, our daughter, Mary Liddy, mm-hmm. she's in there doing what right now? Mary Liddy is on the computer in her room right now with her class doing a Google Meet. Yeah, Google Her Meet. teacher does it off Google Classroom, and this is on Google Calendar, and I just stuck my head in because she doesn't like for anybody to be in there with her. She likes to be all by herself. Mm-hmm. She's talking to her classmates. It's really sweet. And, you know, the thing is, okay, so she's talking to her classmates. It's really sweet. She can and, see them. It's kind of like Zoom, except it's Google. Okay. It's a but, Google Meet. But we just found out. What, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. So we got the word yesterday that it's official. 
they're not going back to school. That's yeah. it. There's yeah. no more Miss Wyatt's second grade class for her. Yeah, she's had the best year. She thought it was really cool to be in Amy Wyatt's class. Mm -hmm. She's Mary Liddy Wyatt. She's had yeah. the sweetest year, great class, wonderful teacher. Um, but she, uh, she really likes getting to see them. Mm -hmm. They do this every week. And, and I just saw Miss Wyatt with a, um, a board and she was showing them how to do bar graphs and they were going over their work. Mary Liddy has done her work cause we do it every morning. And so she knew exactly what they were talking about and I could hear yeah. them all shouting out answers and it's really sweet to watch. Yeah. She misses them. Misses being there. Yeah. She misses, she misses being at school. I'm sure a lot of kids do. Yeah. Some don't. Some don't. Yours does. Ours yeah. does. She, yeah. she, she um, likes that social aspect. Well, that's what I was going to say. Okay. So she's, she's going to be social. She's pretty social. And she gets that from you. Not from you. <laughs> <laughs> Beaver's same way. Um, Beaver, wasn't it you that told me that you're the same way in regards to this whole quarantine thing? You're like, it's not really not a big deal. I kind of like staying off to myself anyway. Yeah, nothing has changed for me. <laughs> hey, Beaver. I don't know if I've ever gotten to say hey. Hi. No, we sure haven't. Hey. Hey, well, Matt has a lot in common with you because he's he's fine, too. This quarantine has not changed. It has not changed a beat for him. <laughs> Except me dragging you out to places, probably. Yeah, but I... I I'm sort of a chameleon in, in a lot of ways, but in that way, I'm sort of a chameleon in that, you know, I really can enjoy being around people. Fine. I can hang yeah, out for do. a little while there, but I do have a limit. Yeah, you do. Y you know, um, you've got a limit. I can go out and be around folks and have a really great time. But after about an hour, you're done. You gotta go. Well, and we joke a lot, but we really think Matt could win one of those shows like Survivor or oh, no, no what's question. that other, what's that Alone. One? Alone. That Beaver, have you ever seen Alone on Discovery Channel? No, I haven't. You need to watch it. I, I think Matt could probably win. I think it's Discovery. It might be A&E, but it's one of those, Beaver, the premise of the show is, it's a real deal. It's it's a tough deal. Um, they take these seven or eight people, take them to this remote location they got all drop kinds them of, off you got all kinds of doctors and experts that keep up with them and they get dropped off like they go to like patagonia or alaska or something they get dropped off and they have to survive on their own it's completely like alone survivor except you're for as long as they can they just have to survive and be the last one left they all have this satellite radio thing they come and give them medical checkups and eventually they tap out one after the other, they get tired of it. Some guy after, you know, 15 days will go, no, I'm going home. And he taps out. People keep tapping out. And if you're the last one left. You win money. You win $500,000. <laughs> so this is, this is your calling. I'm, I, I mean, Beaver, I really think. I'm I wish I had you, color commentary of Matt's comments while we're watching because <laughs> he's won it. He's already won it. <laughs> that $500,000 is as good as in the bank, according to Matt. It's a fact. But see, the thing that keeps me from going ahead and sending my name in uh, to be on it is because you'd have to just drop everything. Well, now would I'd lose the radio show. Yeah, I'd lose it. everything. All that's gone. You have to basically give up your life. Unless you could do the radio from the yeah, well, you remote can't. location. Well, see, that's somehow. the thing you can't, right? Like, and see, yeah. so like Beaver, y'all couldn't let me go and potentially be gone for three months and just walk back into a radio show. Because it might be three months. 
It might be I 90 mean, days. <laughs> I'm sure we could, right? Like, okay, this is the way you're set up now. You do your, we get access to you via an internet card. Mm-hmm. Right. We could just mm-hmm. load you up. Maybe if we give mm-hmm. you like eight internet cards, maybe the signal will be powerful enough to boost it here. I, I can at least check in every yeah. now. And I mean, then. you could check in. See the dangerous. They give you a camera. They give you a camera on alone. The well, show and they video have these yourself. people that come riding up to you on a boat, and they come in. They check your heart rate and your vitals periodically. Yeah, and they they make don't sh- give you food. They or don't anything, give you any right? food. They can't give you any assistance other than also making sure oh. your video equipment still works. Can't get batteries probably. Right. Okay, Matt. Yes. Uh, you just lost. Why? Here's why. Uh oh. There's no country pleasing out there. <laughs> when you said no food, there's that yeah. means no country pleasing. You're done. Yeah, You're see, done. They don't give you any. That's a really good point. Yeah, I would have some, beaver wins for the, the day first there on that. couple of weeks. I'd have major cravings because I eat it every day. But the other thing too that would be dangerous for me going on that show is there would be no tapping out. No, you you would die before you lost. I'm afraid I would either win <laughs> or die. Or die. There's no hitting the button for them to come pick you There's up. There's no middle ground. Mm-mm. No. I'm going there to win it. Well, why I'm go glad- through all of that if you're not going to win it? Well, I agree. And it is an entertaining show. There was this one guy, remember, who just had, <laughs> they interview everybody before they go and you get to meet their family and their big talk like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. And yeah. gosh, what was it? He thought he heard a bear and he tapped out and within. He- Ten hours. He didn't spend one night there. Ten hours. Goes, I'm out. I'm this out. This guy, he's like a former military guy. Huge. Okay. Strong. And they had video of him. Like they do all the contestants. They go and they have video and document when they leave home and telling their family bye. It's a really and well stuff. done show. Yeah. And, and this guy told his family, they like, what if you see a bear? He's like, the, he said, you better worry about the bear. I ain't scared of no Aww. bear. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you. They dropped him off on this eight hours, ten hours. Pebble Beach in Alaska somewhere by himself. He's running a camera. He walked about fifteen feet and went, "Oh, there's some bear scat right there." Oh, that's there. what it was. Some. Uh oh. He goes, "That ain't good." And then he thought he heard something. And then he so he walks up in the woods and he finds more bear scat. So he starts <laughs> trying to throw his backpack of supplies up over a limb in a tree to get it up off the ground. He can't get it to stay up there. He couldn't have gotten up there. He goes back down to the beach. They have not dropped him off three hours earlier. He goes back down to the beach, hears a bear in the distance, and hit the button and said, come get me. He goes, I got to go. Didn't spend one night. It was hilarious. Out there. That would be me. I'm saying it would be you. (laughs) I wouldn't sign up. I wouldn't sign up for it. It was great. Uh, Bill on the Country Pleasing text line says, the guy that tapped out in less than 12 hours because of a bear was on Vancouver Island in Washington State. Oh, so he watched it. Yeah. He watched it. It's an, it's an entertaining show. You can yeah. take things with you. I forget the rule. Yeah, there's you certain can, a number of things, like so, a fire, like a little yeah. feral rod to start fires. Or, take certain things. I don't know if you can have a gun or not. I uh, mean, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Um, it's hardcore. Yeah. How did we get off on this? Yeah. Quarantine. It's just like being under a quarantine, I Ghost, guess. Ghost Pepper says, imagine an idiot walking around a jungle for three weeks pulling a cooler or country pleasing sausage. That's it. Hey, they let you bring it. They let you bring it. That's the top of your Ghost list. Ghost Pepper wants to know if you have a favorite flavor. Oh, no, no. He's, oh, yeah. He says, ask He's, her what is her favorite flavor. 
Is is his name original. Ghost Pepper? He got it because I said that would be a good. I was talking about jerky uh, one day. I had yeah, some ghost, ghost pepper jerky. Remember the yeah, hot, really hot maybe, stuff? Maybe. And I ate it, and I said that'd be a good name for one of the because we were saying Ghost Texter when they would text without a oh, name. Oh, Ghost Pepper. Is that Ghost Pepper? I just so. like the plain country, please, and I just like the regular. Yeah, the and original like the, smoked. That other one, the ch- uh, jalapeno and cheddar. Yeah, that was a little hot, but I did like it. Make your tongue slap your hat off. Somebody yeah. got some, and I've been saying that on the radio, and they text me a picture of what they had fixed for breakfast, and the caption said, tongue. where's my hat? Has anybody seen my hat? That's good. Yeah. So. Well. Well, I th- sorry I took y'all down this rabbit hole, but. <laughs> well, that's okay. We were talking about quarantine, and. Right. You would, you, you make it fine, Matt. So you I probably make I it can. fine on the. <laughs> survivor show yeah the hunger part of it would be a little rough you know it's yeah just... but i don't know see the thing is, have the you key... discussed with everybody you've lost weight this last month you've lost like 30 pounds yeah lost a lot of weight and and i eat country pleasing sausage every day for breakfast and during that time i've lost 30 pounds but it's because i'm intentionally counting calories the rest of the time yeah i've talked about it a little bit you're pretty hardcore you just have to flip the switch sometimes flip it the discipline part of it see to me, it's never been hard to once I flip the switch to have major discipline in some area. The hard part is getting to the point of flipping the switch because I know what's coming if I flip it. <laughs> and that is tough stuff. So it's just like alone. You could do it. Well, I could do it. It's just, uh, I, I don't think I could let you go for three months. 500,000 smackaroos. Maybe for 500,000. <laughs> I'll do your radio show. <laughs> You'd have a new host for a few weeks. You might like it better. Uh, That's it for the Homecoming Queen today on this Wednesday. We'll see you all tomorrow. See ya. See ya.